there's an SNL digital short called Threw It on the Ground. And maybe Andy Samberg's character said it best. The moral story is, you can't trust the system, man. There's a band called System of a Down. Yes, System of a Down is grammatically incorrect and may mean nothing. The name of the band comes from a poem written by one of the co-founders of the band, Serge, lead vocalist and keys. That poem that Serge wrote was called Victims of a Down. Yes, also grammatically incorrect. Maybe it makes more sense in Armenian. My biggest association with Armenians is from that movie with Verbal Kint, The Usual Suspects, or was that Albanians? System of a Down, or SOAD, as acronymized on the interwebs, is an Armenian band. I find it funny that that seems to be core to their identity, as it's the third or fourth word in the Wikipedia article on System of a Down. System of a Down is one of those bands that was prominent during my time in the teams. You'd hear it in the gym all the time. Probably a lot heavier than many of you would like, although it makes for good workout music. System of a Down manages to have a core following even now, despite not having released any new music since the early to mid-2000s. They had two albums that were extremely popular and successful, despite numerous attempts to get back together to make music, and despite getting back together to tour on their old music, fans are still left wanting. In the System of a Down song, Toxicity, they talk about how eating seeds is a pastime activity. And there's a scene in the video where the band members take a break from acting heavy metal with makeup and weird facial expressions to sit in front of a TV on an old sofa, eating seeds, discarding the shells, as if they've given up from society. The song goes on to talk over and over again about disorder and the toxicity of our city. And the song, yes, harder and more aggressive than might be the taste of many, does a good job at representing disorder around us. The question I have is do you view that disorder as intentional or merely incidental? I don't think it's merely incidental that the lyrics to Toxicity begin conversion, software version 7.0. Perhaps he's referring to society's software, a background process underlying all of humanity. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Ice-T, 1999, and or Jamie Foxx, 1998. I may be the last guy to start watching The Wire. I just watched a couple seasons, finally. I really liked Homicide, Life on the Street, which took place in Baltimore, which predated The Wire by a lot. And actually, The Wire apparently is a sister series of Homicide. I don't know if you can find Homicide Life on the Street anywhere, but for the uninitiated, I cannot recommend it enough. In The Wire, characters talk about the game all the time. 
the drug dealers, the police, the game. People are familiar with the saying, don't hate the player, hate the game. Many of us even use it in jest sometimes. However, most people opt out of the game. Most people don't realize what game is being played. Others are just bitter at the game that's being played. At the Naval Academy, there's such a thing as a sponsor family program. So people from the area, nice couples, families, will take in the lowly midshipmen in their first years and give them a place to stay outside of the Naval Academy. So you can imagine the Naval Academy being a place where it's hard to get comfortable and uh, hard, to, hard to relax. Sponsor families enable that, and it's such an awesome program for midshipmen and probably leads to <laughs> many more staying at the Naval Academy than would, given uh, it's such an unpleasant experience. My sponsor mother, she had worked in the private sector for a long time and uh, public sector a little bit too. And she gave me some wise words either while I was at the Naval Academy or shortly thereafter, which are, you have to know what game is being played and you have to know how to play it. Again, how much have I heeded that advice over the course of my life? Probably not enough. There have been times in my post-military career where I have sucked at playing the corporate game. Does that mean I should opt out? Does that mean you should opt out? Maybe. There are lots of games you can play. But what if there were one metagame driving the whole universe? I can't say for sure because I haven't heard him say it, but supposedly Elon Musk believes we're living in a simulation. The last episode, we talked about bots. And coincidentally, I was already stewing on this concept of a system, meta system, how to play the game. What if there are bots all around us? What if everyone but you is a computer player? Are you ready, player one? Ice tea, baby. This goes out to all you haters out there. Acting like a brother done did something wrong because he got his game tight. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Niggas, sharpen your aim. Now, while we could get in a philosophical discussion of whether we really are living in a simulation or whether la vida really es sueño, I don't really believe that everyone around you is a bot. And of course, regarding society around you as fictitious could lead to violent consequences. So by no means am I trying to convince all of you, dear listeners, that you are living in a simulation and that your goal is to rule that simulation. But as you drive around and people piss you off, sometimes it's helpful to think about the world as if everyone else in it is a computer player. And your job is to figure out how to win that game. Sometimes winning that game is just staying sane. Part of that game is figuring out when it makes sense to not regard people as computer players. For instance, doing good acts, making people happy, talking with strangers, making their day, helping them out. What kind of point system is there that leads to you winning the game that also leads to the benefit of others, the benefit of society, which we hold important here at The Warrior Poet. But in life, it's too easy to get caught up in everyone else's anger and impatience. Here in the DC area where The Warrior Poet is recorded, 
Traffic is insane. The drivers are angry all the time. And uh, traffic will go from 80 miles an hour to zero in the span of a few hundred yards because of everyone being on each other's bumper and trying to get to work 10 seconds earlier than they will if they're just patient. If you get caught up in that system of people and intentions and anger, you're not going to win that game. But if you regard those people as mere computer players, then it's easy to deal with them. You can just ignore them. You don't take things personally and you optimize around them. You can't control that game. That game is made for you by another being, by the universe, whatever. You can't control it, but you can optimize for it. You can't always determine the algorithms or models or software that governs the system, but you can do things to get data on it. Some people, like I said earlier, they opt out of the game and by doing so, they don't actually get any data on what the model of the game is, how different people will respond, different computer players. So your job is to press the bounds of the matrix, to perturb the variables in the system to get more information. Perturb is a word we used to use on the trading desk, which means to fluctuate different variables to see how the model outputs will change. Now, some people act like they have not opted out of the game. In fact, they believe they are playing the game, but they still treat people as actors who are in their way and have intentions that are counter to theirs. And they worry too much about what people think of them. And this really holds them back. So even though they have not opted out of the game, they essentially are handicapped from day one. What they need are cheat codes. What they need are extra lives in the game. By not worrying about what people will think and by taking more chances, it resembles playing a video game where you've got plenty of extra lives. You know all the secrets to keep on playing the game over and over and over again. And if you can't get over an obstacle, you try a different way. Memento Mori is Latin for remember you will die. In an effort to prioritize one's life, many people tell themselves memento mori. And that can be really valuable. But sometimes that puts way too much pressure on yourself to get it right the first time and to worry about how you impress everyone. By taking this extra lives concept and just trying to play the game over and over and over again and get better and better and better, similar to the growth mindset, but at a more perhaps granular level, practical level, you will dramatically improve your chance of success. It's about shots on goal, right? I believe it was Michael Jordan who said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. In the last episode, the moral of the story was, don't be a bot. 
The takeaway from this episode is think about the world around you as a game. Think about all the people that you have to deal with, many of them unpleasant, many of them just have their own interests, but think of them as computer players. Think of them as bots and be more dispassionate about how you navigate your life. Because in the end, those people on the road that are pissing you off, they don't care about you. And if they do, that's their problem. Let them be angry. Same with folks at work. People who have other agendas, especially maybe nefarious, political, manipulative agendas, treat them like a computer player. Treat them as a facet of this universe that is created by someone else. Maybe it's created by a software designer. Maybe you're in a simulation. Just optimize around them and do that with a calculus that is cold, methodical, and one that takes reality as it is. After all, the saying that many of us heard when we were little, especially if you grew up in a religious household, it's called the serenity prayer. It comes from Christianity, but I'm sure there are analogs in a whole bunch of other religions. This particular prayer was adopted by Alcoholics Anonymous. It goes something like this. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. If you think about your day today or the week that you've had, think about the number of times that you have dealt with humanity as if you can change it as if you're the video game designer. And if you could just tweak this person's personality or their agenda or how they deal with you or that person who cut you off in traffic, chances are, unless you are much more enlightened than the rest of us, chances are it was too often that you treated that reality as something to be bitter about. But once you accept that it's just a game, then hopefully you can be much happier playing it man i'm not gonna let you poison me i threw it on the ground you must think i'm a joke i ain't gonna be part of this system man pump that garbage in another man's veins in the last episode we talked a little bit about sorites paradox the paradox of the heap and a grain of sand being added to other grains of sand eventually becomes a heap. Same thing when you remove it from a heap. When does it become just grains of sand and not a heap anymore? It relates to other paradoxes of ancient Greece about the infinite divisibility of things. So obviously grains of sand are what we would call discrete, but there are such things as continuous variables and never-ending numbers in terms of decimal places. You can divide things over and over and over again. And if you think about this in relation to your life, you can divide up your life into segments that are infinitely smaller. Slice them up into periods of change and evolution and testing things and finding more about this model of the universe around you. Find out more about how to optimize for those bots that you can't control, but you can deal with dispassionately. If you divide up your life this way, in a sense, you already have the cheat code. You have unlimited lives. The question is, are you going to let them sit there?
or are you going to use them? Are you ready, player one? Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA select. Start. The Warrior Poet is a property of Rainiac Productions. Warrior Poet is produced by Laddie, with special contributions by Spoonman and me, Shree. The toxicity of our city, of our city. No, 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 Kevin. Mina do it. Speed up.